to the Goddess Tarot Society podcast. In this week's episode, myself and Anastasia will be talking about the Justice card. So welcome to the podcast, Anastasia. How are you? I'm good, Hannah. I'm good. It's very delightful to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me. You're so welcome. Me and Anastasia know each other from the tarot community online and it's just filling my life with so much joy connecting to these people that I've been commenting on their posts, they've been commenting on mine and you feel that connection and then just bring it more to life with these conversations. It's so magical, so lovely. So thank you for joining us today would you like to tell listeners a little bit about yourself and your passions in life yeah uh well i am 26 and i'm a intuitive tarot reader uh but other than tarot my interests lie in poetry (laughs) which Mm. you may have seen uh when it comes to poetry i usually go with the flow sometimes i see a picture or sometimes i'll even just see a tree by the side of the roadblock and it will quickly kind of spark something in me and that's what inspires me to just uh, make a piece of poem that's how i write my pieces I love that that you're just connected into that flow and see where the creative spark comes from I'm so curious Um, I love that you tie in tarot with poetry um, and they just come together so nicely as art forms yeah how did your relationship with the tarot begin originally Uh, Well, it was September 2019 and it was kind of a very low point for me when it comes to, uh, you know, on an emotional level. I mean, and that's when I heard about a reader and I was like, I have to try this because obviously we have seen these uh, uh, mysterious people using cards and just uh, it's a thing from the movies. But so I went to the readers and she kind of did a reading for me and i was not really satisfied but you know because i was originally a very cynical person when it (laughs) comes to esoteric uh anything esoteric basically uh but something about tarot just kept tugging at me so one day i simply found myself uh, ordering my own deck and yeah that uh, cynic in me the person who was too logical to try something esoteric or to even be open to it just kind of started to uh, go silent (laughs) and that's how my journey began and here we are today I do readings and I believe in all the (laughs) other things that are basically (laughs) the very opposite of what I used to believe in so yeah uh, it has changed me entirely if you were to speak to your old self back two years ago what would they be most surprised about your belief system now yes (laughs) the old me uh, would not believe for a second that this is what we would become in the future It's such an amazing guidance and you know the synchronicity that just strikes me as 
well we're both the same age I'm 26 as well and that was when my tarot journey really became activated was around September 2019 as well so I just love that as a synchronicity between both of us and it was when I went to go traveling or just before just before it really I started watching tarot YouTube videos really spontaneously and I was just like glued to them I was like there's something in this um the only difference between us is I was intact like totally open to it right away I was just like yeah yeah I love this taking notes and and such like I think I've mentioned about the my early beginnings before and it does just take you down this rabbit hole (laughs) it actually is yeah (laughs) and for me it was uh i didn't personally look into youtube videos a lot or i did not look to other readers when it comes to tarot it was just a very strange experience because i did not want to look elsewhere i just i was just you know kind of bound to the cards and I i was just simply doing my own thing and yeah it kind of became my own style you can say uh yeah i did do a lot of digging in books and everything uh books about tarot uh related esoteric subjects but yeah other than that i was kind of doing my own thing with the cards yeah i think that's a brilliant way to learn as well because then your interpretations are coming from your heart your soul and really from your intuition as well yeah yeah, it's a fin- fantastic way. Because I think we're often when we are learning the tarot or when some of us are learning, when I've spoken to people, we can get so stuck on, okay, well, their interpretation of the cards is that, exactly. But sometimes yeah. we maybe we're experiencing a card. Interestingly, so on topic with the justice, I've never really been activated personally within the teachings of the justice cards which is why this conversation's going to be really interesting for me even some of the research I was doing before started activating things within me it's not a card that I'm really drawn to in any way or had much of an experience with and um, have you had much of a personal experience with the justice card? Uh, I would not say too personal but yeah uh, I do have a strong connection with the card because uh, this particular card is like the tower card for me mm. <laughs> well we talk about way. yeah let's talk about your interpretation of the card what is how is it you see it how do you see the justice well justice card as soon as I look at it it has an essence of fairness of unbiased judgment of logic and basically rationality something free of emotional bias and all Mm -hmm. that but more than anything when i look at this card the word karma pops up (laughs) immediately Mm -hmm. and that's a scary thing that's a scary thing because you know (laughs) who wouldn't be scared of a double-edged sword and a scale that is so delicate that it feels like if you make a mistake, something's going to go wrong or there are going to be consequences. So, yeah, that's the kind of uh, connection I have to this card. And that's why perhaps I feel like this is my version of the tarot, uh, the tower card. 
With the Tower card, I usually feel it's a blessing in disguise rather than to be something to be fearful of. Do you feel that the Justice card can come to you as a blessing in disguise? Uh, yeah, I suppose in a way, because it's about balance and being clear of that karma, which is out of balance, is kind of a relief. Once it's over, of course, it it means that we're free of that burden or the payment which we were supposed to make, it's been made and that we can now freely uh, move forward and try to do better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, when you have that teaching then to go on and be better, that's living, living within our truth. Um, with karma, what's your definition of, of karma? Everyone interprets, interprets it slightly different. What's your take on karma um, personally? Just well, the generic definition. Well, to me, it's just simply what goes around comes back around, right? Mm -hmm. So basically the good deeds or the good energy that we're putting out into the world, that's going to come back tenfold. But, you know, in the same way, if we're, you know, letting out negative energy or doing wrong deeds or harming other people or other beings around us, then that's going to kind of come back to us, too. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it's really important to be mindful of our energy because a lot of us go about everyday life, perhaps not the people listening to this podcast, but people listening to this podcast I'm sure will know someday that does just go about their business and has no idea of their energetics that's going on around them really understanding the true consequence of their actions um and from the outside looking um from the outside looking into someday it can be so easy to offer that advice to be more balanced not to allow your emotions to consume you so that you don't make um, the wrong or right decision but I think with with karma as well there's a lot to do with what your intention is as well and um, because we can tie that into social norms and if we believe in something to be good not everyone necessarily believes that that thing is good um, and same with um, things that are quote-unquote bad or or negative some people actually believe those are good things so do you believe and um, does good and bad karma depend on social norms of good and bad how people see good or how people see bad putting it in a very black and white way there's a whole <laughs> whole great area in between but we'll just um, discuss that point first yeah well uh no I don't believe that you know social norms uh, you know, coincide with what the universal uh, law or karma is. Because we know, like you said, uh, social norms are basically faulty. Mm -hmm. The whole idea is to keep our heart pure. Sometimes we make mistakes. Society doesn't know everything. So the thing is, the heart needs to be pure. The intention, like you said, needs to be pure. Uh, of course, we're human and we're bound to make mistakes. But if we're intent on uh, uh, doing harm to the universe, to the beings that reside within it, then obviously we're building 
bad karma for ourselves that's trouble <laughs> yeah is there a way for us to undo our bad karma do you believe well if someone in and this is my personal opinion of course uh if we're feeling sorry if we're really really repenting and we want to make amends then we have to take the actions that we have to act do things to kind of reverse that damage which our actions caused so perhaps in that we can kind of reverse the some of that bad karma perhaps you know because there is such a thing called forgiveness so mm-hmm. that's my idea yeah we can sometimes often uh reverse the bad karma we can kind of fix things <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of thinking that our destiny and my belief system i don't believe that our destiny or we have a predetermined fate however <laughs> the our actions so what we do in the here and now the present moment can actually help us change the flow of energy in order to reach a different outcome or in this instance in order to kind of balance out um, that bad karma some of the things that we have maybe done we may have wronged people maybe we didn't have the information or hadn't experienced our, the lessons ourselves in order to do better um i know for many people in terms of romantic connections maybe somebody may act in a certain way until it happens to them and then they realize oh <laughs> maybe this takes <laughs> a little bit more and hopefully it shouldn't get to that point but then it can make you see things from somebody else's perspective when you yourself experience it but we don't always need to get to that <laughs> that deep place do you have any has there been any times personally in your life that you have resolved anything or feel that you've worked through any um, bad karma or even a time where you feel that you have contributed to your good karma? Uh, I, I do not know about good karma. Well, I'll get to that. Uh, mm. But yeah, I've often found myself in a position where, you know, sometimes when i'm for example criticizing criticizing someone about something they're doing but sooner or later i find myself in their position and that mm. kind of makes me realize <laughs> that oh all right now i know and yeah it's at least in that position i am able to realize and then i reassess my actions and i consciously change my patterns to not do that again <laughs> and mm-hmm. i'm still working on that on criticizing or judging people but yeah we have to kind of keep trying our best to work towards it yeah and not build that bad karma <laughs> yeah <laughs> the one of the things that same um, came to my mind thanks so much for sharing that and being honest and um, open mm-hmm. and honest something that i'm now because of where I'm at in my age I'm 26 I am mm-hmm. further into my adulthood I can maybe where I used to judge my parents as a teenager or thought things were unfair and unjust I just wanted to get out into the world and just be in there and enjoy and experience things um much to their annoyance sometimes when maybe I was too young to be doing certain things like drinking or what not but um, I don't do that anymore I'm now a sober <laughs> a sober being um 
But now I can see things from this adult perspective. I'm like, they were doing that to keep me safe or they were doing that because, you know, they were doing that from a place of love. Whereas I was judging them for it when I was younger and going about things being like, it's not fair. Like, why can't I do these things? Like, blah, blah, blah. So that is something that you can look at as well um, as we go through different life cycles and different phases of our life we can see different relationships differently family relationships or friendships um, and look at it with these fresher eyes as we have we just had more experiences and understand the world a bit better and um, which I don't know sometimes I've been saying recently I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing the more I learn I'm like oh now I need to do better don't I <laughs> yeah exactly well it's the uh, i it's the same with good karma basically i once read a book i don't remember the name but it kind of stuck with me uh it said that every being needs to be focused on escaping their bad karma like in buddhism they uh their aim is to escape the wheel of life so similarly we need to ex- escape the uh karmic cycles right even mm. if they are good or if they are bad we need to escape karma so at that time i wasn't so uh you know so well equipped with all this knowledge <laughs> that mm-hmm. comes in esotericism but uh i later realized that well yeah good karma is also not exactly a good thing we just basically oh. are focused <laughs> yeah so basically what i believe is that karma is karma whether it's good or bad uh for example as a child i was a very very hard working student and i worked day and night day and night and i basically overworked right mm-hmm. so as i grew up i kind of expected the world to repay that it was like i was putting in all the hard work and i kind of expected that good karma you can say uh to kind of give me those fruits uh, fruits of labor mm. which i had put in so perhaps that's the idea behind trying to escape good karma as well do not expect anything from the universe you have to work and you have to earn yes uh we can always expect good things but karma is kind of a very sensitive subject and we cannot simply just expect to you know <laughs> things mm. to go a certain way and that kind of hindered my uh learning process as well kind of blocked growth too because i became frustrated over time when uh <laughs> those results were not showing sure. and i was like this isn't fair right yeah very i can see why you don't like the justice card <laughs> i can see yeah. why it's like your tower card now it's all making sense that you know if you are going to be putting in a certain amount of effort into anything um then it's <laughs> our reality or the narrative which we believed in crumbles when we realize that maybe and in, in, in my opinion my take on it as uh, when I take that into my own life as you can still have goals and you can still work towards goals however you shouldn't really be attached 
to that goal or how you're going to get to that goal because maybe it's an entirely different lesson or law that you're meant to learn um, when you really wrap that all up in a in a little bundle yeah yeah and with the justice card it's number 11 um, and the the major arcana within this deck anyway I know sometimes they're interchangeable with strength I think um just I don't know if I'm I'm making that up I think I read it somewhere but it could just be absolute nonsense but in this particular deck justice is number 11 which is also a card of new beginnings when we then sometimes when our narrative changes our world changes and with change comes an element of chaos they go hand in hand um, and a lot of people chaos is upsetting when we realize that how we how our belief system has been, how our own laws have been, actually aren't real. And um, that can really stunt the ego as well. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, actually, I agree completely. Uh, perhaps my ego personally is not kind of in sync with the justice card at the <laughs> moment perhaps that's my problem with the card right now <laughs> uh but yeah it's like you know as soon as uh, the justice card shows up in our readings in my readings at least uh the first thing that pops up is oh my god this is absolute it cannot be defied this is the final word and there's nothing that can be done about it so yeah it kind of brushes against that ego side of mine or the ego side of the person for whom i am reading so yeah yeah for sure and the what the justice card to me as well i feel that there is an element of intuition in the modern witch tarot deck which i'm looking at the imagery on that just now there's a purple curtain that's behind um that's behind the person that sat down with a sword in one hand um i believe it's in their right hand and the the their left hand is what holds holds the scales the left being associated with the divine feminine balancing that balancing the intuition with the element of air and the um, two pillars to me, they remind me of the Hierophant card, bringing in the spiritual win- um, wisdom you've either learned from a mentor or if you've been giving out spiritual um, spiritual advice or spiritual words, are you living in that truth? You know, we need to be sharing out, if you share something with others, have you actually experienced that for yourself? Do you practice that yourself otherwise? Maybe that could be another reason why you're feeling unbalanced if you're telling people one thing and you do another because there ain't balance there (laughs) with with that. um, Coming back right to my point, I think it's interesting um, your take on it as well as you're going on your own journey with your intuition versus logic. Um, And I see logic and I see intuition in this card where are are you at the moment in your journey with bringing logic and intuition in together as a partnership or do you feel that it's weighted heavily on one side intuitive side now that you're involved in tarot um or the logic logical side uh well uh as the justice card also suggests balance right Mm. so i am personally trying to balance all of my aspects together in a very delicate balance which is of course going to take years uh but yeah that's what i'm trying to do that logical cynical part of me 
uh, and the intuition uh, and the heart basically i'm trying to bring them all together yeah and to and to yeah. which is a whole practice in itself i had an interesting day it was a few a couple of mondays ago i was super excited about a um, opportunity that I had actually manifested in for myself um, and it was just all intuition like all intuition and it wasn't until my part I was super excited about this opportunity I was about to go all in I love taking drastic leaps of faith uh, and just being like yeah that feels right go with that however this lesson for me was to listen to the logical side and this decision I had no logic absolutely none it made me angry it made me upset it made me confused not at my partner he had just brought this to my attention I was angry at myself <laughs> I was doing a lot of <laughs> shouting that day not necessarily at him just at the world I was like oh why why don't I have a logical reason to back up my intuition and really that lesson came to me in that day it taught me a few things one of the things that it taught me is that I like having some time to make a balanced decision and because I've been so focused on intuition I love it I think a lot of us can tap more into intuition and more into magic but I realized my scales were were wonky my intuition was too heavy on my logic and how could I bring that into balance by making sure there is some logic to decisions um, that I make, especially in this particular one, there would have been a huge investment. And in business, it's great making intuitive decisions, but we need to make decisions also from a place um, from a logical side as well. So that was my recent, I say I've not experienced justice, but as we're speaking, I'm like, oh, I've actually experienced a lot more of justice. Um, as I thought and it's just making me see it in a whole new light having this conversation with you so I'm so grateful um, for all these all these learnings that I'm having like in real time as we're going through this card <laughs> um, Tarot's just such a wonderful gift it really is yeah it really is mm. and in terms of the truth and the we'll just throw truth out there as this big word and um, how do you how do you go about discovering your truth or how did you go discovering your truth how can you recommend to listeners how they can live within theirs as well what your what's your take on that well when it comes to discovering my truth i depend more on my intuition and i don't even do readings on myself anymore because it's just like uh you know kind of listening to that that inner compass Mm -hmm. right which uh, perhaps practicing tarot for so long has helped me do that you know without drawing cards knowing what's right or what's going on within me so mm -hmm. yeah the now how i practice you know finding truth in every situation in my own behavioral patterns even uh i focus on what I am doing or why I am feeling angry and then I consciously focus on what the root could be and you know as soon as we realize why we are doing something you know maybe we're being angry or maybe we're shouting or maybe we're just frustrated with someone right so yeah. it just 
instantly clicks okay this is why i'm doing and we're not even uh, angry anymore after that once we realize the root cause of that uh, you know uh, situation yeah that's a that's a really good answer to just yeah. going about discovering our own truth is there anything you would like to share any examples that you've gone and found the root cause of something in order to discover what the truth was underneath um, underneath the surface Hmm. Well, I'm going to say, you know, the person that I used to be a very logical, cynical person who believed in nothing that was intangible, who only believed in what she saw, right? What was before her eye. And this old Anastasia did not believe in anything that wasn't there that she couldn't touch, right? So, the fact is that I was kind of lost, you know, intangible and the tangible things in the universe go together. We cannot thrive without the intangible, without faith or without our heart, right? So that was my journey, finding myself or finding that truth of me, of who I was. And when I look back at who I used to be, I now realize why I used to be that way <laughs> because yeah. I in in those moments at the time I needed that logic it was kind of a support system which I needed at the time and even if I could you know go back in time and tell my younger self to you know embrace the intuition or to embrace the intangible or to embrace the esoteric, I would not do that because that was not the time to do it. Yeah, that's so so very insightful. Um, yeah, that everything happens for a reason, and that you wouldn't be your very self if you hadn't gone through that and gone through that learning. And just as we've gone through those learnings before, we'll probably be changing again, and our thought processes will change in another. You know, whether it's a couple of years. Um, or maybe in, in, in 10 more years time that we'll see a different truth and we'll be thinking back to this conversation and be like I have a whole new experience <laughs> or a whole new understanding and what I think is beautiful about this life and about this world is we actually live so many different lives within this one lifetime and the karmic rules and the karmic laws that go with that for me are all interwoven so when maybe I've done something that's contributed to my bad karma but as long as I learn from those mistakes and put them into practice going forward it really shouldn't bite me on the bottom again and if it does <laughs> you kind of be like well what goes yeah. around comes around if you, if you need to serve that in, in your own way and it's just looking at life from that bigger picture from seeing it from yeah. the roots all the way through to, you know, the ether, what's out there and the element from earth to air and, and everything in between. Uh, yeah, uh, if I was honest, actually, the system, the karmic system that the justice card represents is kind of uh, pivotal to our world, right? We need something to anchor our balance, to anchor us and the world as a whole. and the, karmic system basically just keeps us and the world around us in check right yeah it really does yeah 
It really keeps us in check. And I think when we're talking about justice and the rule systems, without getting too political, um, definitely in the world at the moment in general, there's a big shift happening as in many of our systems that should be fair and lawful and just, we're just, we're not seeing that. There's many times that people don't feel that they can rely on a structure that has been built externally in order to support us that's, that's falling apart in a way. And I do feel that things are being shaken within the world in order to bring that back into balance. And um, what's your yes. thoughts of like justice in the world? <laughs> it's a huge topic. Well, <laughs> well that exactly. Uh, even if our systems don't work because we're merely human, right? And it's only a matter of time before even a perfectly balanced uh, system of law and order, uh, it begins to crumble sooner or later but the difference between our law system or our justice system is very different from the justice system of the universe now the later is one that is not faulty like ours so even if it takes a millennia or even if it takes years it will regain the balance the universal law right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it will come back well hopefully <laughs> it's one of these things <laughs> that we do need to have faith and take the actions yeah <laughs> and i believe like, really really <laughs> is it ever going to be in balance because um, i'm sure for depending on um how we present within society some people get it a lot easier or have a easier life experience than than some other people depending on whether it's their background um race as well has been a huge discuss it, discussion of late or the class system as well the way i suppose that is the structure that is somewhat crumbling but we live in in this class structure whereby people of a um you know that aren't as fortunate to have material wealth in this world if anything, the system is kind of skewed against them and that's not really a just world and they don't always have the education in order to even see that and within their lifetime because they're working so hard in order to make a living and feed a family um, and these different things, which this conversation has just taken a really <laughs> extreme um, turn at talking <laughs> about that. I think that's just one issue that comes up with justice that just makes me so disappointed in humans at this time that there has been a structure that's been put in place that is like I really hope it does bring itself into balance but for anything to bring into balance actions have to be taken in order to reach reach it there and I think it just makes me really um, upset that there is these structures um, put out there so that just taking one example so rich people um, really thrive when there's people at the bottom just barely getting by yeah to say that our justice systems are you know disappointing would be an understatement but i personally believe that even if our system fails the universal laws are going to get to the ones who deserve you know to be brought to justice in time even if not in this lifetime then in the next yeah yeah mm-hmm. right, right. oh I sure do hope so <laughs> I hope that that is a truth I hope there is there is something in that and that these karmic cycles 
will will help. So with this this karmic cycle and talking about different lifetimes, do you believe you bring karma in from past lives? Uh, I don't believe in past lives, but mm. you know, uh, from what I've learned through tarot our knowledge is constantly changing. So perhaps <laughs> in a few days or in a few years, I'm going to learn that, you know, oh, past lives are real. <laughs> and then that's going to change too. But yeah, if I had to say that, you know, if I believe in past lives, so yeah, uh, the old me, I could consider as my past life, right? Mm. that's my concept of uh, you know uh, my past selves or uh, you know the ones that came before me basically this it's me but the old versions that are no longer the same yeah yeah it's like different glasses we wear yeah for sure I've actually been wondering see sometimes my mind just opens up into (laughs) a really deep depth (laughs) and the other day I was just casually thinking about this I was like oh thinking about um, past me back when I was 16 roughly about 16 to like 19 and I was like wow like I'm so proud of how confident I was at that phase even not knowing some of the things that I knew and I was like in awe of that past self sure there's some things I did that are a little bit questionable back then but um, (laughs) overall I was just like wow and I think that's such a gorgeous practice as well to do is when we look back on ourselves and think about how well we did with the information we had at that time. Mm-hmm. I just think I was just blown away. That was just like a casual, a casual Sunday, <laughs> um, little goings on in Hannah's brain. That's what that's what comes out. <laughs> about old me and back in the past when I let my my mind just run run wild. Um, and Anastasia, <laughs> do you do you think there's any truth that could be considered universal or absolute? Um, and with this karmic life cycle is there anything attached to that life cycle that you think are like absolute like the be all end all there ain't any other versions of them uh like uh, like we discussed it's all evolving at all times mm. our beliefs and so yeah i would say nothing is absolute right no yeah. cycle is absolute no you know because yeah uh in a sense i would call tarot a universal law (laughs) because tarot is basically composed of everything that the universe has to offer uh it has magic it has symbols from religions it has egyptian symbols which are basically very magical uh uh, source of uh, you know different things and yeah alchemy you name it it's all in the cards so yeah, I would say tarot is the absolute universal law mm. because yeah, because it's not just one thing or one you know fixed system. It includes everything that the universe has to offer, and every reader is from different beliefs, is uh, belief systems, is from different uh, perspectives, but still they read the cards and most of the time they give the same answers so that's just basically beyond you know magical it's just universal it works for everybody yeah that's that's a really beautiful take on on the tarot and how that is and 
I love as well that one of the absolute things is that nothing is permanent like nothing is <laughs> nothing is absolute <laughs> that is the and that is the truth and when we really come to that understanding that we must surrender and um, surrender and let go at times and things are always going to be ebbing flowing and changing that can bring us peace and um, sometimes it can bring a bit of upset and a bit of chaos before we reach that peace and that inner calm but it's great to know it's frustrating when things are going well and we're very happy <laughs> to understanding that we ain't always going to be um peak peak joy peak peak happiness and um, that moment we need to appreciate it as um as the moment that it is at that time and then what's great is if we are having I say great but when we are having a low point and everything seems miserable there is that hope and knowing that nothing is gonna last that way nothing is um, permanent including that emotion you're feeling we aren't our emotions though it can really feel like that way some way sometimes that we will transition out of that um, and often my personal beliefs when I've been dealing with any mental health issues or any deeper stronger emotions that are uncomfortable or painful is that usually it's paving the way and clearing the way for us to be able to plant new seeds and really flourish and grow and um, often in in relation to our wishes maybe things would be manifesting consciously or unconsciously but that's my that's my hot take on it all I just love that I love and hate hate at times that um, everything is permanent it's a funny old relationship I think that's why I have this relationship with the justice that I'm just not so sure because even in myself and my own belief system I'm frustrated that that's the absolute law but love it at the same time so I don't have a clear opinion on on the justice cards other than just like blah that really is really is the case Um, and Anastasia do you have a card that best represents you out of all the different cards um yes there are actually many because there are just so many aspects of ourselves that you know we can relate with a card in the tarot but yeah i'm gonna say uh two of pentacles because i am someone who constantly constantly uh needs to multitask yeah. right i cannot sit still and do just one thing at a time i have to be doing uh, more than one thing, two, three, maybe I'm listening at, to music at the same time and doing some chores or something like that. Uh, it kind of makes me feel like I am being productive or as if I am more alive, doing more and being more basically. So, yeah. And I could also say, yeah, I've, if I had to pick a quote card, it would probably be Page of Swords because of how inquisitive I am by nature. I'm looking for knowledge or I'm basically, the process of acquiring knowledge is what drives me, right? So yeah, I would say these are the two cards that I, you know, I would say that represent me. Gorgeous, that page of swords as well, that inquisitiveness. I I love your interpretation of that and how that, really runs true into into your personality and out of everything that you've learned in tarot so far to this moment what's been your greatest tarot learning oh where do i begin <laughs> <laughs> we need a whole new podcast answer. 
yeah uh the best thing that i've learned through tarot i mean ever since i touched my first tarot deck i have not seen the deck as a as merely a deck it's been kind of my best friend a companion in this life that we call journey <laughs> in this journey that we call life sorry and yeah it's been my friend and through it i have kind of found myself so perhaps that has been the most valuable lesson that i have learned through the cards right i have found myself because before i had you know kind of befriended tarot i was a very lost person i was frustrated i was basically just nobody i was nobody in my own skin right so through the cards i discovered me it was something that was very close to my soul not just my heart so yeah i am going to say that yeah i this would be the lesson i value most <laughs> that's so magical the magic of the tarot is real people like i've had a similar experience as well that it just helps you come back home to yourself and live within yeah. your own truth your own alignment diving into the subconscious your consciousness and bring about a whole host of learnings within that not to mention you said i resonate truly that like my cards are my best friend as well um we're able to consult them and whenever we do need that guidance or even you're now at a place where you don't this is the thing you don't even need to consult your cards anymore because they've helped you gain that knowledge or bring the knowledge out from within to be able to access at any time with without even having the physical cards which is just phenomenal that's just amazing to hear yeah but i can only do that for myself <laughs> for <laughs> for other people when i'm reading for someone else i need the cards of course because i'm kind of you know it's like the cards are now welded into my heart so for myself i don't need to need to know the cards or see the cards i just they're just there i know the guidance that i need and it's just strange if that makes any sense no it does you're just really in tune with your intuition it sounds if i'm hearing it rightly in that way that we can just follow our intuition of our own accord and not need to consult anyone else or or including um our good friends the tarot cards as well if you were oh you love port i was going to ask you can answer this if you want but i just had another download of what to ask as you're into poetry but if you were to create the imagery for your own tarot deck could you <laughs> describe what the justice card would look like in your tarot deck if you were to create your own well uh i am an old soul so i would say i would stick to the traditional rider weight tarot deck right yeah but if i had to add something of my own that perhaps that i would add something something that would kind of bring in that fear to mm. the reader which it brings into me now i don't have anything specific in mind perhaps i would change the sword make it into something more threatening some <laughs> <laughs> a tower in the back a little painting of yeah. the tower in the background like, <laughs> this could lead to the tower oh i think what's that something more threatening than the sword 
Um, and in terms of what the download that came to me as you love poetry, is there any words or poems that you think of when you think of the justice card or karma as well, as it's all just um, interconnected? I don't believe that I have so far written any poem on the justice card or karma for that matter. Ooh. But hmm, that's interesting. That should be my next project. <laughs> An inspired project. Usually. <laughs> usually all the most of my poems which i have posted on my page uh, so far have been about trees and nature mostly moon uh, i wrote the last one on the full moon in aquarius mm. and yeah they've mostly been about nature or or tired uh, travelers and you know Whatever comes up in my mind, I just have to jot it down on the page and just post it later on. <laughs> yeah, and you do, you post it to um, all your followers as well. So people that are listening um, should go over and follow you. It's Tara with Anna um, on Instagram, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they can they can find you there to read your poetry because it's amazing. Like, I loved that recent poem of the full moon in Aquarius so gorgeous <laughs> I love you. seeing them I love seeing them pop up it just makes my heart sing and um, it was one of the reasons why I was like oh I want to invite you on to the podcast um, and I'm so glad we spoke about justice I didn't know that should have been our episode it just happened to be and um, the next one that is up and coming and it's been such a glorious conversation but on the topic of yourself um, do you want to talk about the services you have to offer? I saw that you offer black magic detection, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, uh, my fir the first reading that I did for someone else other than the members of my family was for some, uh, you know, for detecting black magic. And that's a problem. That's a serious issue in my country, at least. And I helped my uh, clients, the people who come to me for the reading, uh, I help them by detecting black magic if there's any. And I tell them uh, a little, a few hints about who's doing it, who they need to be wary of, who they need to be careful with. And I tell them what manner of uh, black magic is being done on them. And I also, you know, guide them with how they can uh, kind of protect themselves. But of course, they have to uh, because I'm not a magician. I'm just an intuitive reader. So they have to go to their uh, uh, priest or their uh, religious uh uh, leader in their vicinity to get the things fixed to get it you know countered what a gift I didn't realize um, there was a lot of black magic in Pakistan what's the history behind that there is a lot of it unfortunately and it just gets very very uh, ugly I would say mm -hmm. and yeah we're just trying to fight back through our cards in whatever way we can and I did not even know uh, when I was learning the cards that I could <laughs> kind of uh, detect this in the cards I was only you know because I have personally experienced this too mm -hmm. <laughs> 
you know i have been a victim life. yeah my family has been a victim too that's where it started and i just kind of uh, discovered that okay i we can you know kind of detect black magic figure out a few things and then we can visit our uh, religious leader who can help out uh, help clear those things out so yeah uh, my first as i was saying my first uh, the first person i read for who wasn't family uh, came to me with a uh, with this issue and i did a few readings and he was just very surprised i would say <laughs> i was too <laughs> because i didn't know what uh, that i could uncover so much through the cards uh, but yeah he uh, quickly got that issue solved thank god <laughs> and i was just relieved that you know in any way yeah that's such a huge yeah. help to so many people i know if anyone um comes my way asking that i'll send them in your direction because it's not um anything that i've um dove into or know much about which is why i'm so curious i was um, wanting to ask you about <laughs> that and, and that gift and also there's dream interpretation that you do um which i think is a marvelous service i've recently had some people reaching out to me um about that but I interpret my own dreams and I'm on my own journey, but I'm not in a place to offer that as a service to others. And um, so what's your um, dream interpretation service like? Uh, dream interpretations are the same as, uh, you know, magic detection. They take a little more, uh, I could say a lot more energy than usual readings because those readings, the ones where magic or where spiritual messages are involved, those are heavy. So yeah, mm -hmm. they take a lot from us, from the readers. So yeah, that's what we do. Uh, yeah, so how the dream interpretations work is that, you know, because we know there are many people, all of us are basically intuitive, intuitive but we kind of ignore that part of us. So many seekers people come to me with readings that keep either repeating recurring dreams vivid dreams and most of the time those dreams have meanings they have urgent messages which need to you know be acted upon but of course dreams are kind of metaphorical they're not so direct so they need to you know they need to be figured out I'll need to book so, in with you because I keep dreaming of um, train stations, being on buses, transport, aeroplanes, and this has been going on actually for two years since I started the tarot work. They used to come to me when I was moving, like changing direction, but now they're coming up uh, more often as I'm tuning further into my dreams. So I'll need to, I'll need to book in for a dream interpretation soon. <laughs> See what it's all about. <laughs> Yeah, so most of the time the dreams are, of course, uh, subconscious uh, messages, uh, things, unresolved issues that need to be solved. But other times they're messages from higher realms, uh, sometimes warnings to avoid a few, a couple of things. So what I do is I listen to their dreams and I draw, draw out, draw out uh, as many cards as I need. And yeah, I tell them what I see and the, yeah, it helps them. And it's kind of the best thing I could have done in this lifetime, perhaps. 
Yeah, it's, it's another amazing gift. Like, what an amazing service to offer. So, if anyone's been asking about dreams, I know many people that listen to this podcast that ask me about <laughs> their dreams. So, we now have a dream expert um, that's been on the Goddess Tarot <laughs> podcast. So, everyone head over to Anastasia. And is there anything? Thank you so much for this episode. It's just been phenomenal. It's been fantastic. I'm like, my brain's always expanding, but even more so after this episode. Is there anything you want to share with listeners before we round things up? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just happy mm-hmm. to be, uh, to, you know, to be invited to your podcast. I have not done this, so I was very, very nervous. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it was really lovely hearing your voice and getting to know you. It has been amazing. And yeah, to the listeners, I would say beware of karma. <laughs> Just uh, be on your best behavior and yeah, <laughs> try your best. Be wary of that, that justice card. Yeah. Oh, thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute honour hosting you on the podcast. And if you didn't catch it, I'll pop it in the description as well to go and follow Tarot with Anna. And if you fancy getting your cards read or black magic detection, dream interpretation, um, Anastasia is your person to go to. So thank you again so much. Um, and yeah, until next time, um, all the very best to our listeners. I was going to see readers there thinking that out, guys. I'm looking forward to meeting you all again in next week's episode. Stay safe, stay safe, and keep on believing. Love you all. Mwah, mwah, mwah.